Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Begin the show by talking about the Thursday night matchup. My thought was that game is going to suck so badly that I might not even do it. Well, I was right. It did. But here we are. Here the bleep we are. And I'm going to start with that game. The best thing that I can say for that game last night, at least we all saw it coming. At least nobody was blindsided by that bleep show. At least nobody turned into, tuned into Panthers, Bears, expecting a kick-ass night or a laser show or even a watchable football game. And it's a good thing because we got just the opposite. Now, I guess technically, I did make it to the end of that game. But then again, it is my job to make it to the end of that game. That said, I'm not sure I have it in me to ever sit through anything like that ever again. Now, am I saying that I would retire? Am I saying that I would flat out quit before I subjected myself to something like that ever again? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, when the going gets tough... The tough quit. When life gives you lemons, quit. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you quit. I'm not watching that crap again. Yeah, I would quit. Yeah, but Rome, what about paying your rent? What about it? Hey, Rome, what about food? What about it? Hey, Rome, what about putting your second kid through college? What about it? I'm not sitting through that crap again. And, of course, that garbage football game couldn't even give us a winner against the spread. But in a way, that makes total sense as well, right? Because nobody watching that game last night won. We all lost. So, of course, nobody was going to win a bet. Nobody deserved to win a bet. Rough night, yo. Rough, rough night. Rough night for everybody. Well, rough night for everybody except the Bears. The Bears actually, as bad as that game was... The Bears actually had their best night in a very, very long time. Last night was so good for the Bears that they started an undrafted rookie, D2 quarterback, against a Heisman-winning number one pick overall, and they won that game. And not only did they win that game, not only did they win once, they actually won twice. Thanks to that absolutely brilliant-looking trade that the Panthers made before the draft, Chicago owns Carolina's pick. So Chicago wins the game, and they also help their chances of getting the number one pick. Really good night for Chicago, even if they didn't look really good doing it. It also means the Panthers are so pathetic. They just let the Bears get over on them in two different ways. And to be totally honest, I'm not really sure how things could be any worse or any more miserable for Carolina than they are right now. I mean, how badly do you think the Panthers wish they had C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, for that matter. Instead, they have that incredibly potent combo of Bryce Young and Frank Reich. And by incredibly potent combo... I obviously mean one of the least dangerous, least threatening, least impressive head coach number one pick combos ever. Listen, I'm not here to pile on Bryce. The dude is only nine games into his career. He is leading a dumpster fire. 
but it's not piling on to say that he needs to do a better job of leading that dumpster fire than he is right now. It's pretty obvious. It's not all his fault, but it's not none of his fault either. And right now, he's not half the player that C.J. Stroud is. He may never be. Again, I understand. He needs more help around him, but he also needs to help himself. He needs to do better himself. They gave up a bleep ton to get him. He was the first pick overall. And they're playing as if they're about to secure that top pick again. Except this time, they don't get to keep it. They don't get it. This is obviously going horribly for Young in Carolina, especially since it's going so incredibly well for Stroud and the Texans and my dude Nick Casario. You know, the one dude off the Belichick tree that is killing it. Oh, speaking of Belichick, holy crap. Have you seen the rack on that dude? Allegedly. More on that later. Okay, once again, I'm not saying that Bryce Young is a bust. I would never say that after seeing a guy for nine games, especially a quality guy like that. I'm not saying he's a bust. What I am saying is I'm not seeing nearly enough from him. I get that he's kind of a flat line in terms of personality. I get that he's getting pummeled. But I need to see some energy, a little more energy, a little more juice. None of that energy is coming off of him right now. Suddenly, he does look small. He looks small. He looks slow. He holds on to the ball way too long. He doesn't look like he's processing quickly enough. He makes too many mistakes and not enough splash plays. You know, all those things that C.J. Stroud is doing the right way, the right things. So Young's got to be better, period. And that's not just me going off. He would be the first one to agree with me going off. You don't have to take any of that from me. He said it himself last night over and over and over and over again. I have to be better, first and foremost. I have to be, I have to be a lot better. So, you know, we have to be better. We, we, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Um, and that's not me. That's not just me. That, that's everyone. You know, we're competitors. Losing is, is frustrating. Right. I'm sure losing is frustrating, my dude. But you know what else is frustrating? Watching you guys. I mean, I'm sure it sucks to get your asses kicked every single week. But at least you're not on the other side having to watch you guys get your asses kicked every single week. Believe me, I'm one of those people who has to see it. It's torture, yo. Don't act like you're the only ones who are frustrated. So Bryce has got to be better, but he's not the only one. (laughs) As an example, the hell kind of decision was that at the end of the game to attempt a 59-yard field goal at night in November at Soldier Field. Eddie Pinero literally stood there shrugging after he was at least five yards short, not even close. He's looking over at Frank Reich like, dude, what did you think was going to happen? What did you really think was going to happen, considering I've never made a field goal at this distance in my entire career, and only one other player has ever made a 59-yard field goal in this stadium, in the history of this stadium, which is also why I'm kind of lost trying to follow Frank Reich's explanation for that decision after the game. Do I second-guess myself over it? I mean, yeah, after we missed it, yeah, I did. 
You know what I mean? Because the one, the one reason why maybe you go for it there, even though the percentage play is to kick it, if you're just going pure percentages, is to kick it, is because if we, if we make it, we still have a chance to win the game and not just tie. There was still time left. You know, it wasn't like there was 20 seconds to go. So, um, so yeah. I mean, dude, none of that makes any sense at all. I mean, yeah, exactly. You could have gone and won the game. Rather than kick a totally doomed field goal from the start that would have only maybe possibly brought on in overtime that no single human being on the planet was interested in. And by the way, you have one win. What are you doing playing for a tie? You have one win. Nobody was interested in that game or extra free football. Nobody wanted any more of that than we had to endure already. And by the way, I would say that includes both players or players on both teams. You could have let your number one pick try to keep a potentially game-winning drive alive, right? Would that have been good for the confidence of that number one pick? Would that have been good for the team? Instead, you opt for a totally doomed field goal because you say the numbers told you to. I mean, that makes no sense. Reich said his analytics guy told him that going for it on 4th and 10 is around 30%, but kicking a 60-yard field goal is higher than that. I mean, he actually just said that in the postgame. He actually said that his analytics guy told him that nailing the longest field goal in the history of Soldier Field in a November night game had a better than 30% chance of success. Dude, if your numbers guy told you that, you need new numbers, guys. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? This time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Wild Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know I've spoken to this family, and they take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. It comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned, sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anywhere, anytime, reach for Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Hell, you don't even need a numbers guy. You have a kicker. All you had to do was ask your kicker. Hey, yo, Ed, do you think you can make this kick? There's no way Eddie would have said, I have a better chance of making this kick than we do of moving the chains. I mean, come on with that. And you can't make that decision on your own? Dude, when did you come become a major league baseball manager? What, it's the front office calling the shots now? Do they make the decision for you? Yeah, I understand analytics, but come on, man. You're right there on the field. In the end, I'm actually glad, though, that that's how that played out. Because it did avoid, potentially, the most excruciating overtime in NFL history. 
I would much rather lose a bet than watch one more second of that game. I don't know how the Panthers can possibly come out of that game looking any worse than they did. I'm not sure how that game itself could possibly come out looking any worse than it did. Man, you know it's bad. You know it's bad when the most eyebrow-raising thing that happened at Soldier Field last night happened before the game. That's when Jason Kelsey joined Fitzmagic and Witt for a snapping demonstration. And that's when Fitz decided to get extra loose with it, probably to see if anybody actually was still awake. Now the left and right tackles, they hate it when they can't get off the ball quickly. I'm not going to touch your grundle. I'm just going to be up here close, okay? Roger that. To roll the cadence a little bit. Uh, Okay, you're not snapping it to me. I'm just near your grundle. (laughs) White 80! White shot! CT, I think we're done explaining that over here. I know Sherm's a little uncomfortable over there, so we'll throw it back to you. Yeah, he's a lot of uncomfortable because you said grundle twice. What is it? we just... Wow. There's two for me. Wow, Prime. Wow, Amazon. Now I know what I'm paying for. Premium content. Look, I know that game was horrible. I mean, I know the game was horrible. And you got to do something to keep eyeballs on that game and interest and energy up. But do we really need to resort to dropping grundle bombs? Grundle. Hey now, Jim Rome here. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my all-time favorite products, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. This is why it is America's number one meal kit. And the holidays are right around the corner. And HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you a ton of time. What I'm saying is this. HelloFresh is so much more than just delicious dinners. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime occasion with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and snacks all delivered along with your weekly box. That's why I love it, for all of those reasons. So what you want to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash RoamFree and use the code RoamFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RoamFree, but you have to use the code RoamFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We are joined right now by Joey Porter Jr. Joey, it is awesome to have you on, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Really good to have you. I appreciate you making time for it. So you've played roughly half the regular season, and the Steelers have won three of their last four. How do you feel about the way the team is playing right now, and how do you feel about the season overall? Man, uh, we're feeling pretty good. You know, uh, just got to keep stacking the days and keep working. Listen, there is a learning curve for any first-year player, right? So I'm curious, what has stood out to you the most about your rookie season? And then how much more comfortable are you right now than when you first hit the grass in week one? Uh, I really would just say just all the guys and camaraderie in the locker room. I thought it would definitely be different from college to NFL, but it's actually pretty the same. you got your guys that's on the team, that's the comedians and everything like that. So that's going pretty well. And just for the season, I feel like I'm really getting my own groove, getting to really understand the playbook and what the offense is trying to do on the field. So I'm getting into my own. 
Joey Porter Jr. joining us. Hey, Joey, so who's the funniest guy in that room? I got I to gotta go KZ. KZ, the safe 23. He's he's going to keep the same energy every day. doesn't matter what time of day. He's going to bring it. Let's go. Dude, you got a lot of action right there. You, you, it, it can't be easy to keep your head in the game with whatever you're dealing with right now and being on a national radio program. I, I can appreciate that. <laughs> you know it. So, listen, you, I thought, did a really nice job against DeAndre Hopkins last week in helping the Steelers get that win over the Titans. Take me back. I mean, one thing to play that guy the way you did, but you asked for that. You went to Mike Tomlin and said, I want that. I want that assignment. What did Mike Tomlin say when you brought that up? He he liked the competitiveness that I had enough courage to go and ask him that. He also thought I was kind of crazy because I was a rookie asking him that type of uh, assignment, but... That's that's the type of stuff you look for in a guy that's out there willing to show his show his talents and uh I think he really appreciated me going out there and wanting that matchup. I'm just happy that he gave me the chance to do that matchup. Joey Porter Jr., my guest, listen, I mean you've got the talent. I know you've got the confidence. Still though, dude, that's a big ask. That's a big swing. <laughs> Why was that particular assignment so important to you? Why did you want that so badly? Man, uh DeAndre Hopkins been in the game for a long time and uh just as a kid I used to watch him go against all the top great DBs, and I got to see how he stacked up against them. So I already knew once I got myself into the NFL, I needed to see how I was going to stack up against him. And I had the opportunity to do it early. So I was like, yep, might as well get it now while while I'd have the chance. Hey, man, to be the best, you got to beat the best. You always want to measure yourself against the best. Joey Porter Jr. is joining us. Hey, listen, I get that you're your own dude, and you probably don't want to talk about your pops all the time, but i got to be real. Your dad used to come on this show all the time. I love the dude. I always loved the dude. I loved talking to the dude. I loved watching him ball. What was it like growing up as Joey Porter's son? And then how pumped was he when you got drafted by the Steelers? Man, growing up being his son, it was, it was definitely hectic, especially around the Pittsburgh era. Uh, just going to all the games, just the fan love and how they supported him and what the defense did around his time was also great. Like, I will never forget those memories, even going to the Super Bowl. So when, when we got that call, he was, he was running up and down the room, Green. He was he was more excited than me to be honest, but you know that's what you kind of want out of your dad just to be proud of you in those moments. So we was all fired up. I love the way you see it like that. That's cool, man. That's really cool. <laughs> now I'll tell you what's a trip. Not not that I used to chop it up with pops, but that your teammate Patrick Peterson has played so long. He was teammates with your dad on the cards. I mean, dude, that's wild. It's so impressive. <laughs> He's still contributing to your secondary at 33. He played with your dad. How much of a mentor has he been to you? I mean, it's crazy because when he got in the league, that was my dad's rookie, uh, Pat Pete. So the fact that I'm his rookie now is is crazy. Uh, like I always said, I, I watched up growing watching Pat Pete. So the fact that he's my mentor and he could teach me about the game, it's it's what anybody can ask for, you know. So I'm just blessed, and I'm glad that he came in the building and offered me these nuggets he's given me. Joey Porter Jr. joining us. Yeah, I mean, you know from your dad, but, like, what's it like when you think about the Steelers, you think about the Steel Curtain, you think about that defense, you think about that blue-car mentality. There have been so many amazing DBs and great secondaries there. What's it mean to you to be a part of that great heritage and tradition? I mean, it means a lot. You know, I, I was able to see it firsthand just with Troy, Ike, Ryan Clark, all these guys come through the building and produce great football, you know. So definitely a high standard around here, and I'm just trying to keep – keep par with with that high standard you know I want to be in conversation with those guys 
after it's all said and done. Yeah, Joy, it's interesting that you made the comparison when I said to you about what's your rookie year been like, and you said, I thought, I wasn't sure there would be like this, but it is kind of like college in terms of the camaraderie in the locker room. You came through the Big Ten, so you're no stranger to big-time rivalries and physical ball, but did even that prepare you for what is the best division in football right now, the AFC North? I mean, what's it like living week-to-week in that division where every single game is a war? I mean, it's great, you know. I went to Penn State, so the Big Ten on my side is kind of hectic like this. You know, we got us, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. So it's always great competition when we see each other. So it's similar here, you know, blue blue nose football, smash mouth, you know, just like that. That's the football we play here. So it's nothing new in that aspect. Joey Porter Jr. joins me for a few more moments. Speaking of Penn State, I know you're a proud alum. You see, how do you see tomorrow's top 10 showdown with Michigan in Happy Valley? And then what do you make of the signal stealing scandal that's enveloping the Michigan program right now? I, 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 got, I got Penn State. You know, I feel like we could get it done. The last four matchups with Michigan was, were 2-2. Two and two, So it's not so lopsided as people think. So, you know, I got my money on Penn State all the way every day. How badly do you think? It's it's not as lopsided, for instance, as James Franklin, who, by the way, really good coach, really good coach, who's done a really nice job, but not so much against top 10 teams. How important is this particular game for the program? Uh, definitely important. You know, we didn't we got that sour taste in our mouth with the O-State performance. So the fact that we could turn around with a big win right here, it'll, it'll flip everything around and just get us right back in our conversation where Penn State belongs. Yo, my man, did you purposely skip that part about the cheating scandal? What's your take on that with Michigan? <laughs> hey, uh, I really don't have no, I really have no say in that. But I'm not surprised it's Michigan. So, uh, I mean, we we're gonna see what we're gonna do against some boys. Uh, it's really it's really hard to say. I got you. So you're taking on the Green Bay on Sunday. You're coming off the win, or they're coming off win over the Rams. When you look at Jordan Love on film, what do you see, and what are the biggest challenges that the Packers present offensively? Yeah, I see Jordan Love just a quarterback coming to his own. He's still a young guy. I know he's been in the league for a while, but this is his really first year again, his first starts and everything like that. So he's still getting his feet under him. Under him. So it's still going to be like a hectic game if we give him different looks and make him struggle a little bit. And that, in that instance, it's going to be it's going to work out in our favor. And I feel like if we get the ball in the air, we just got to make plays. Joey Porter Jr. joining us. Enjoy win on this if you don't mind. If you don't mind. So you got wide receiver pick scrubbing his Instagram page this week and it became a big story. George said, look, it's a non-story, man. We're good. Mike Tomlin said, it's just a pebble in my shoe. Where do you come out? Like if a wide receiver unfollows his quarterback, deletes all the team posts and says, free me, is that nothing? Hey, I mean, shoot. Mike T says a pebble in the shoe and GP says nothing, so that's how I gotta play it. You know, it doesn't seem like nothing in the locker room. Everybody's still talking, hanging out making great conversations. So I feel like it's, like Coach T said, it's really the outside noise that's trying to creep in. And inside the house is, is great. You know, you nailed that. I was going to ask you one last thing. We're not in the locker room. We're not there. So it's not for me to say what it's like because I'm not there. But I was going to ask you, yeah. what is it like in the locker room? How does the locker room handle something like that? Uh, you know, we just hit it head on in the nose, like explain what happened and just move, move past it. That's all we can do. There's no point of just dwelling on the past. We got games to finish and get games to win. So uh, that's the last thing we're thinking about. We're thinking about the Packers and trying to get this W. 
You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Let's go to the 805, Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? How are you? Romy, my homie. Happy Friday from the 805. Dude, I don't know if you've ever experienced F1 before, but it is insane and electric. I went to the Monaco Grand Prix that in 2008. Then coming out of the tunnel, boom, 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 boom. It's insane. I recommend... Going, oh, I'm sorry for the background noise because my 13-year-old daughter is still asleep because she was up all night on TikTok because they don't have school today. <clears throat> so I'm in the backyard and my gardeners are out <clears throat> out in front. Uh, but, yeah, I, dude, front row grandstand, I'm probably sure you're already there. But you know what I wanted? But the reason I, I – two things. I wanted to extend my invite to you and DJ that I made to Zach Gelb yesterday. So after my Niners win the Super Bowl in February in Vegas, I want to take you and DJ to Sinatra's favorite steakhouse, the Golden Spear Steakhouse. We'll have martinis, king crab, escargot, and then some bone-in ribeyes. Or if DJ's feeling a little more Javier's, we can do that. We can do some margaritas, ceviche, and some enchiladas. Did you... Hey, Ryan, bro, let me jump in. I got I to gotta say something. First of all, appreciate you because you're in the 805. Appreciate you because your daughter was up all night on TikTok and does not have school today. So you, like Joey Porter Jr., had to move out of the way. Bro, this whole thing about I'm inviting you and DJ, it's not an invite if it first went to Zach Gelb because I know that as soon as you're done inviting me, you're going to go find Maggie and Perloff. You're going to invite the entire day part, the entire schedule. Then it's a group invite, yo. Then it's an e-invite. Then it's a text blast. It's not an invite. I'm not saying that I won't hang out with everybody because I will. Maybe not for this event. But stop acting like it's some kind of exclusive invite. I want you and me and DJ to all hang out. And a hundred other radio hosts that I've invited. Sopra. Yo, what's up, dude? How you doing? Bruh, how are you, man? What's going on? Doing great. How about you, man? What's up? I'm doing pretty well. I, actually, I, I got some good news recently on the medical front. But I had my yearly physical and was going over my lab work with uh, the doctor. And um, they let me know that my A1C levels are perfect. Bro. They're really good because um, I guess they have medication now that you take if your A1C levels are high. And I don't have to deal with any of that. So that was all news to me. But I'm pretty stoked on that, bro. Now, listen, uh, you know I'm off today because it's Veterans Day, bro. So I'd love to give a shout-out to all my bros here in HB that have served and to all the veterans who, who have served or currently serving who listen to the show. Um, thanks for everything you do. I really appreciate that. But I want to shout-out one vet in, in, uh, in particular. 
And that's our boy, Raider Mike, formerly of Redondo Beach, dude. This guy's epic. He's been uh, in the Air Force for, I don't know, probably 30 years or something. Uh, when you see him in his dress uniform, dude, his salad bar is bigger than the one they used to have at Soup Plantation back in the day. So shout out to Raider Mike. Um, although, now that I'm mentioning the Raiders, uh, oh, have the, how the mighty have fallen, brah. I mean, they're doing an hour back after beating the horrible Giants <laughs> That's a joke. And they think Antonio Pierce is the answer. Uh, you got another thing coming, Brad. This guy couldn't even coach my best friend, Janet Rome's uh, Long Beach Poly Jackrabbits to any playoff success. Um, so I don't know what they think is going to happen now. Right now, the autumn wind is more Ian Poulter than it is Santa Ana wind. So I will enjoy watching them tank against the Jets this weekend after watching my Chargers get a big victory over the Lions, which will be awesome. Uh, Speaking of Chargers, uh, your Matt Money Smith interview uh, yesterday was awesome, Brian. I I will totally agree with you. Um, There isn't much I do better than Matt, um, possibly with the exception of surfing, but that's only because he grew up in the Chicagoland area and not Huntington Beach. He'd probably be better than me at that, too. But, yeah, he's a great dude. Great great stories from the music industry, too. Anyway, brah, uh, I do have some advice for you about Vegas, and I don't want to get greedy, but since it's a Friday and you're going to Vegas, I was wondering if Alvy could give me a little sandstorm, brah, and then I got a little nugget to drop on you about Vegas, brah, that will hopefully be better than that 805 guy, brah. Do it. Do it, Alvy. Yes, we can do that. I I want any advice I can get coming in. Okay, so I was there about a month and a half ago for a wedding, and the whole wedding party was staying at the Paris, so we're right on the Strip. Um, so my advice to you about Vegas, don't go. Cancel. <laughs> it's awful. They've turned the strip into a rabbit warren. It's a complete mess. It takes just walking. It took us like a half hour to walk from Paris to the Flamingo, dude. It was a disaster. Don't go. Turn around. Go to Scottsdale or something. All right, brah. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you later, brah. brah. Rack him. Brah. Rack him. Rack him. I mean, dude, there's something to it. We do it Thursday before the TNF matchup, but the big swing is on Friday going into the NFL weekend where the big head, James Kelly, and I generally pick five NFL games. Hey, yo, dude, how you feeling after that perfectly horrible game last night and that perfectly predictable push with the Bears minus three as if the football gods were going to let anybody win that bet? Good news is, though, Head, great Mm -hmm. news. At least we didn't lose that bet because having to sit through that game, we didn't lose the night altogether, which would have been horrible. So let's get into this. First of all, let me get your reaction before we get into this. Mm -hmm. What was that night like for you watching that game, knowing what we had on the line? I kept following my prop and Miles Sanders. So that was more frustrating for me than the game because I knew the game would be terrible. But... We did get paid on the prop again, so that's a couple times in a row here, and it came down to the end of the game once again, but when he was not playing, it was very frustrating. It's frustrating as everybody watching that game. It's a great hedge. The prop Mm -hmm. is always a great hedge. Any of the other stories that we've been talking about that you want to weigh in on before we get the picks? I like Boo Belichick's story. That's a pretty good story now. You like that, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think it's him. It looks like him. Dude, you wanting it to be him does not mean that it is him, right? You understand that? He looked frustrated and discombobulated. I don't know. I think supple. Yeah. On his way to Germany. Guten Tag. Hood. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks, James. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into this super intriguing matchup. Right. Bengals at the Texans. You know I love them both. No one, I know it. No one is hotter than Cincinnati. The Texans are one of the best stories in the league this year. What is the number? What are you doing with that game? Since he is favored by six and a half at home, I'm riding with the Bengals and laying the points. The days of Joe Klingler are long gone. Joe Burrow is healthy and looks like one of the best quarterbacks in football again. He's thrown 10 touchdowns with a 75% completion percentage in the last four games. And over the last two weeks, against the fourth and fifth-ranked scoring defenses in football, since he has combined to put up 797 yards of total offense, mostly through the air, which is great considering Houston has allowed over 70% of their passes to be completed. Of course, C.J. Stroud is a big concern since he has to get to him. Pressure is the one area where he has struggled, and if they can, your guy, Luz D, creates turnovers about as well as anyone in football. Injuries are a concern for the wideout position in Cincy, but Houston had 23 players on the injury report on Wednesday themselves. Let's say Ken, uh, Cincy kicks them right in the uh, grundle, I believe it's called, and covers for the fifth straight time here. Bengals minus six and a half. Oh, you know that's what it's called, dude. You you perked up right when you saw that last night. That, that was grundle. definitely the highlight Bryce. of your life. That was, well, or I night. turned it off by then, but I saw it online, but yes. You turned it off by then, but you yes. saw it online. That was the pregame show, right? I'm not going to touch your Oh, I thought it was afterwards. Didn't even know. See, there you go. I didn't watch that either. You didn't watch the game, did you? I watched the game. I tuned in. Get out. Bam. <laughs> you have a problem? Too much, Ed. Hey, hey, are you jealous that I'm going to Vegas this weekend? I am, actually. I was wondering if you're I could not, meet no, you. No, I was going to say, you're not invited. If you're going to try. One and, more time. Give me a shot. No, dude, you pretty much blew it out that one time. You're never, you and I are never, ever going to Vegas ever again. I'm just going to say they should have listened to us. Just saying that. Fair ahead. enough. Fair enough. All right, so I love C.J. Stroud. I love what I'm seeing from the Texans. But this is a big ask. Going to Cincinnati to deal with the Bengals team that is playing as well as anybody right now or maybe even better. And to your point, I think my guy, Lou Anarumo, mm-hmm. is going to make it challenging for C.J. I love C.J., but Lou's been around now. I think Stroud and the Texans make a good account of themselves. But I'm with you. I am going to go ahead Take the Bengals at home. Lay the points as well. Beautiful. Same page. Niners, Jacksonville. Dude, good matchup. The Jags are red hot. The Niners are reeling. Both are coming off buys. What is the number, and how are you feeling about your foster brother, Kyle Shanahan, and your step-pop, the Lobster? I always feel great about them. The number here is San Francisco favored by three. I'm going with Fam and laying the three points. Jacksonville is rolling, as we know. They have scored 29.3 points per game over the last three. Wow. But styles make fights, and this is a fister I don't think the Jags love. No offense, Mrs. Ursay, but your you offensive line is your weakness. You can come in yep. and yep. steal You're... a show. Well, why do you think that it's a fister they don't want? It's not <laughs> like they've been it. doing much fisting lately, you know? <laughs> Because her line is the weakness, and now the Niners have Chase Young to roll with Nick Bosa and the boys. Steve Wilkes, I know you'll yeah, be on the field Yeah, but if Chase Young is all that, why did the commanders give up on him? They don't make smart decisions. We all know that. That's right? true, and that he wasn't the Steal only the D lineman they got rid of either at the deadline. I know, Montez Sweat. But right, I really have hey, Chase by the way, he was flying around last night, wasn't he? He did help us a little I bit. I feel like if I keep talking like this, I might turn into that gal. Mrs. Ursay? Yeah. And I was in yeah. Miami right. with my new beach house. Gosh, yeah, awesome. that new beach house that was 14 blocks away from the beach. <laughs> we we got to get going. Keep going, going ahead. Okay. Steve Wilkes, um, I know you'll be on the field for this game, but just don't blitz when you're down there, dude. We don't need to do 
do that this weekend. <laughs> on the Good other one, side of the ball. I like that one. That's funny. <sighs> Running the football is hard to do against the Jags. Kyle's team won't back down from that. But the other mismatch here is his offense through brilliant scheme and yak goats uh, lead the NFL in averaging 8.1 yards per pass attempt. Debo is also back. ATS, the Jags are in an NFL best five-game heater. ATS, but... The Jags are 0-3 ATS in their last three against San Francisco. Let's say Kyle's team prevents the Jags from their first six-game win streak of this century. Niners minus three on the road. Oh, how about that? That'd be something else if they did win six straight. Tough, tough game for me to call. Jags have won the five straight. They're every bit in the conversation to me regarding who's at the top of the AFC, especially mm-hmm. since there is no dominant team right now. The Niners are reeling. They've lost three straight after starting 5-0 and and looking like it was them and everybody else for that reason. And with the acquisition of Chase Young at mm-hmm. the deadline... I cannot see a team as good as the Niners losing four straight. I can't see the Niners not bouncing back with a strong effort, coming out of the bye. No disrespect to Duval, but I'm going to roll with you and your fam. Frisco, minus three. Love it. Speaking of the commanders in Seattle, commanders in Seattle. Dude, not exactly the sexiest matchup, Head, but, but I know you wanted this for a reason, there must be a reason because both these teams frustrate me. And if mm-hmm. they frustrate me, I guarantee they frustrate themselves and their coaches and their fans. Why are we doing this game? What's the number? And what do you want me to know about this? Uh, to try to make some money here. I like this game. Seattle is favored by six and a half points. I'll take the six and a half in the commanders here. Oh! I'm going Washington. Yes. Yeah, Sam Howell is balling in some ass circumstances here, Jim. He's been sacked 44 times this season. And that's 13 times more than baby boys coog hunter who's the second most sacked quarterback in football and how is putting up some interesting numbers through it all dude where do you come out on eddie i love him okay all Uh, right i I knew you'd either love him or hate him but i wasn't sure east coast matt in la man an east coast matt in la i bet baby boy didn't like that reference he probably didn't but it's funny it's good it's a compliment baby boy yeah. I'll bet you Matt and Elliot didn't like that. I'll Ow, bet cool. you Eddie didn't like that. I bet you nobody liked that but you. I'm surprised we haven't heard from Matt on it, right? Or Eddie. Go or ahead. Eddie. Yeah, okay. Um, Hal, he's playing. He's balling out. Only Tua has thrown for more yards uh, than he has this season. No quarterback has thrown for more yards than the last two weeks than uh, Hal's 722 yards. Wow. And according to the Washington Post, get this, Hal is the only quarterback in NFL history to have a 66% completion percentage or higher, throw for at least 2,600 yards, and rush for at least 190 yards in his first 10 games. I think he, Terry, and the fellas can keep it close enough to cover against Geno, Mudcalf, and his fellas. After all, Geno is struggling. Terry? He's 30th in red zone throws, and his offense is 30th on third down. He's also 3-6 and six as a favor of 3.5 points or more. Hate to say it, Gino, but people are starting to write you off. Once again, let's go Commanders plus six and a half. It's actually a pretty persuasive argument by you. I don't like the game as much as you do. I don't feel as strongly about this because I don't trust either one of these two teams. But I trust the Commanders even less. Even at that number, I think Seattle's got enough on both sides of the ball. They've got the home field. The Commanders did lose a couple of their starting D linemen at the deadline. So... I don't love the game, but I'm just comfortable enough to go against you on this one. I will lay the points. I will take the Gum Assassin and the Hawks minus six and a half. Write that down. We're on the opposite side. 
Okay. Falcons at Arizona. Again, dude, not exactly the most fire matchup there is. <laughs> you must see an opportunity here. We both are pro Falcons, but they have been a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Lose this game, and I think the heat gets turned way up on our dude, Arthur yes. Smith. Mm-hmm. What is the number? What are you doing here? Um, I'll lay the point and a half and take the Falcons here. Um, I'd expect the cards to test the fail clowns run D. It's been bad fail since clown. losing Grady Jarrett. Very wow, Chan dude. Ho Park Rhea of them lately. The, the last two weeks they've given up 200. I had a lot of diarrhea. Yes, diarrhea. 200. Is that what you want me to say? Diarrhea. Diarrhea. That's exactly what I had a diarrhea. Great pull by Alvin, by the way. Amazing pull. Yes. Um, to add to that point, Arizona outside of last week has run the football with success this season. They rank fourth in the NFL and averaging 4.8 yards per carry. But I think the Falcons are better in the trenches Sunday. On the season, they do have the third best run stop rate in football. And on offense, their line, the JT the Robot, uh, Robots defensive line is a huge, huge mismatch here. Angry Arthur is filling the heat. Like you said, expect him to run the football early and often. And Fantasy Honks, yes, I hope he does use Bajan Robinson more a little bit this week. We need him to go so. Um, also, our guy, the former St. Louis Battlehawk, Taylor Heineke, his starting career St. might be Louis on the line Battle here Hawks. for good. Let's hope he stays pace with Call of Duty Kyler in his return, who is not great at home. ATS, he's 12 and 18. Fail Clowns, minus one and a half. Fail Clowns. Good. Glad to hear it. I thought you were going the other way. I think that there is some doubt. Or I don't think there's any doubt that there's additional juice for the cards with the return of Kyler Murray. Well, as mm-hmm. much juice as you can squeeze out of a 1-8 team. Again, I think this is a losable game for the Falcons because of that, but it's a game they simply cannot lose. Mm-hmm. The Falcons cannot lose to a one-win Arizona team. Kyler has been out nearly a year. The adrenaline is going to wear off pretty quickly. He needs more time. The Walk Falcons up. will find a way to grind it out and cover. I also will lay the points on the road. What's Falcons up, minus one and a half. Nice. All right, so are you really – did you really have to go here? Saints in Minnesota, are you the big head or are you nothing more than a big-ass troll? The two teams that I think have personally screwed me the most over the last couple of years. Dude, for real? Mm, The only reason I'm going to let this slide is because of the Josh Dobbs factor. I love the guy. I love the story. I'm curious to see if he learned any of his teammates' names this week. Otherwise, because of the two teams in question and how badly they both screw me every single time I hit either one of them, I would not go anywhere near this game (laughs) betting-wise, except for Dobbs. So give me the damn number and who you got. Well, here's the thing. Yes, it's a yes, troll. Yes, I'm mad. Yes, it's a troll. You could be mad. Okay? It is a but, troll, dude. But in fairness to me and the show, Jim. Your whole life's a troll, head. It is a troll. But how do you keep the battle of the goats in terms of team jungle sound off the rundown? You just can't do it. It's Jameis, Jamal. I thought it was about winning Derek the bet, Saints. dude, not about the sound. I got to have one fun one, right? This is the fun one. I'm going to pass it to corner after I say one thing. He, Jamal, Derek, VPA, and PA's Vikings. Like, P.A. is uh, talking. He's taking all three of those guys on. Love P.A. Love P.A. Hey, y'all, watch this. Yeah, but the bet is not whether or not P.A. is going to be awesome. We win that bet all day long. Beautiful audio. I had to play it. Because if you go like a puppy, stay on the park. There you go. You happy? Yes, I'm happy. Okay, the then Vikings, give me your damn pick then. Okay, Vikings are three-point underdogs, so I'm taking the Saints and laying the three. Brian Flores has done a great job with his defense Same. like I knew he would. But the pass game has been their weakness, and throwing the ball has been the Saints' strength. If 
if emotional Derek can locate the blitz through the tears in his eyes and stand in, I like their chances. Also on defense, I'm hoping Dennis Allen heeds the advice of uh, preparation from Jameis, and hopefully in doing so he can actually learn how to stop an imposing quarterback from running all over the place. He can't do that. Let's say he does this Sunday, and the Saints D makes a player or two considering they are the second, t uh, second in the league in takeaways. ATS, not good. This guy, Derek, worst role, road favorite. He's 5, 16, and 1 for his career. Terrible. But I'm going Saints minus 3. You're going Saints minus 3. I'll tell you what, as long as the Vikings are involved, it doesn't matter what I do. I lose. So I might as well take the points and the Vikes. They're at home. Dobbs has had a week to get acclimated. The Saints are disappointing, especially against the spread this year. So I think the game ends with both you and Derek Carr getting all emotional and all into both your feelings. Vikes plus three because... If I were you clones, because I just said Vikes plus three, I would fade me because the Vikes jam me every single time. Run it back. I've got a guest coming up next. Who right. you got this weekend? Quickly, uh, Bengals minus six and a half uh, v Texans. 49ers minus three at Jags. Commanders plus six and a half at Seahawks. Falcons minus one and a half at Cardinals. Saints minus three at Vikings. All right, emotional head, you big troll. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Hope you win the bets that you picked, that I picked, but not the ones that I picked. You feel me? Thank you. All right, see ya. see ya. Peace. The head. We were not on the same page. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? My name is Jim Rome. Hope you had a great weekend. Nice to have you here. We have got a ton of show to start the week with. And the NFL season is moving, right? That's right. Joe Burrow. Tough and the Bengals. Are not just back. They're on fire. Banged up that finger. Everything okay? <laughs> just a little scratch. That's football, In baby. terms of what them getting better every single now? week, that is definitely not something that I can say about the Bills. But now would be an excellent time to panic. So for them to be smoking victory cigars like they had won the Super Bowl, that tells you how miserable every last one of them was under Josh McDaniels. Even Raider fan who was up in Raider owner's face were like, hey, easy Raider player. It wasn't that bad. I haven't seen that much celebration since I watched The Wizard of Oz because which got killed with jubilation and just blew up. Remember that? <laughs> Hope Mark Davis listens to your show. Raiders are back, baby. Patriot way. I mean, did anybody forget about the tuck rule? Please. Get that out of here. Excuse my language. Ah, he did like a veggie meter. Check how much veggies is in your bloodstream. And they found all ice. CJ, bro, <laughs> this is really unusual. Normally there's trace broccoli and a smattering of cauliflower. You're all ice, And they found all ice. All ice. Lots of ice. to make sure that everyone kind of read it easily. Exactly. And Wilson, then the I want a copy of that book after that fumble right there. Pinky, consider that a divorce. Everybody get down. Everybody get down. Everybody down on the ground now. Get to the book. Bookstore, Richter, get to Barnes and Noble, Richter. Drake May, have you allowed yourself to think about the NFL? Yes, sir. I think it's tough. Uh, just trying to block that out and focus on these last three games. Blessed to be this opportunity to, to maybe be able to play and live out my dream of playing the NFL. I know our D 
is rolling like Iafrady. I was thinking to myself, it's not great, but he's fine. But then you just kept going and going and going and going and going. O is rolling like Paul's dog. Feldman. You look at some of this and go, man, if they were this elaborate, would they have actually been this sloppy in how they would have been not covering their tracks? You know the words. It looks bad, though. I'm a sales guy. I don't sell linear messengers. What do you sell? Uh, tobacco products. Okay. So I just real quick want to Clones, let me save you the trouble. Email. Hey, Rome, how hard is it to sell tobacco? Just get them hooked on it, and then you're an order taker. Email. Hey, Rome, how hard is it really to be out there selling tobacco? Just make sure you get it in their hands when they're young. Tom Verducci, who do you think is going to win the Shohei sweepstakes? This is the unicorn, not just because he's a two-way player, but he's the greatest commercial asset in baseball. That's too good for the Dodgers to pass on. I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one. Jimmy, what's up, baby boy? You know, you're my real baby boy. You're my fam. Let me get to a couple things here first. Why do you say you don't fish on boats, you fish on a boat? Eric, why do you send me tweets like that? 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 Dude, I know you love me. Understandable. I know you love me, but you have a really funny way of showing it. But listen, I thank you so much, and uh, you're awesome. I keep it going, baby. I love it. Thank you. Appreciate you, Pete. Give my best to Terry. Terry? My man, Terry. And I've told you that's a famous... It's a famous bait house. It's a famous boathouse. I worked with Money, one of my favorite dudes ever. One of the best dudes ever, by the way. He is. But you still had to just crack on Brandon Staley. You just had to. I forgot Money was coming on, too. Just delete that one, Alvin. Uh -uh. Did you just try to delete yourself with an Matt Money Smith? Hey, Money, how are the waves? Or is it too windblown? We got freaking shacked, dude. I went to Bolsa Chica and rogue wave that showed up. I got all geeked on it, and I got freaking dusted. It had salt water pouring out of my nose all morning. I got crushed so hard, but it was worth it. You know what that means? Nooch in New Orleans. What is your beef? Shrimp fried rice, and I get 13 pounds of rice. And then one single little minced cocktail shrimp in there. That damn dispatch guy that keeps calling me to add stuff to my day. I'm going to run this truck up your ass if you keep bugging me. Do your Whoa, 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 ah. Mike, dude. You better listen to Broadway Joe and have Wilson packet bags and go. That's right. Hit the road, Zach. Well, off day, off day. I had a lot of diarrhea. My man, major ups to you. I forgot how amazing that exchange right. was. Well, it's you funny. one hyena in the background who can't stop laughing. I'm not going to touch your grundle. How do you see tomorrow's top? Top 10 showdown. And what do you make of the signal stealing scandal? I, 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 got, I got Penn State, you know. We can do some margaritas, ceviche, and some enchiladas. So my advice to you about Vegas, don't go. Are we doing pretzels for lunch? Boris and the broom closet reaction. <laughs> I got I got a lot to say, but uh, it's not a very good call. Yes, sir. Tuli Tui Palotu. And let's oh, welcome yeah. an icon right now, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, what the hell was that? I hook myself up to the old trapper meter. Always enjoy, Jim. My pleasure. But let's assume chalk flies. Let's just say this is clearing out my face. He said grundle, grundle. twice. You know what that means? They call me the booger wolf. It's a famous paid house. I had a lot of diarrhea. Now I'm done. Good night now! Good night now!